Welcome to episode one of our podcast, Twisted Manor. My name is Shai Mizrahi, and my co-host here is Emily Mizrahi, my wife. Hi, everybody. Uh, Emily, do you want to tell them what we're going to be doing on the podcast? So this podcast is about scary stories, supernatural encounters, and just all-around mysteries unsolved. Yeah. We're going to... I definitely think that there's not enough podcasts, especially, like, horror-related. We're going to try and find as many true stories as possible. Um, If we can prove it, great. If not, then we'll take the Reddit user's word for it, I guess. Um, But we really do like the science behind things, and so we want to kind of incorporate that as an aspect on this show. So instead of us just delving into Reddit every day and just trying to find some material, we would absolutely love for you guys to send us your stories. So to start off episode one on a great foot, we're going to share some stories that we've lived through personally. And uh, I have one story at the end that I got got off the internet. Do you want to go first or you want me? My story is a personal story that happened to me a few years ago. Yeah, go for it. So this story is about ghosts and poltergeists. In my old house growing up as a kid, it was definitely haunted. And there was one specific evening where I was home alone. And I was watching TV, but I decided I wanted to get up and make some cupcakes. And the living room and the kitchen are connected. So I go into... I get up to turn the TV off. And that by the time that I reached the kitchen, the TV turned back on. Oh. And so I'm really skeptical walking back to the TV and I turn it off again. And I walk into the kitchen and I start playing music through a speaker on my phone. While I'm working on the cupcakes where I'm mixing and everything, I can see out of the corner of my eye a really tall black shadow like a man yeah standing in the hallway that comes into the living room and kitchen and every time that i turn to look um it like you can see it just like disappear behind the wall back into the hallway ew i hate that and i can i just feels like so watched and everything and i was so freaked out that like i was gonna hear my music turn off So my phone is right at the edge of the counter of the kitchen. Uh And that's the only entrance and exit into the kitchen. It's like a small opening. Mm -hmm. It's not a very open concept kitchen. So if someone stood there and turned off the music, I would be trapped. So I was super freaked out. Um, Just kept seeing this figure. And I eventually did hear my music turn off. And it shut off. And I fell down on the ground screaming and crying. And it was my sister that I didn't know was home that came in and turned my music off. Dumb. That would have freaked me out so bad. But I think it it was that same man ghost thing. Like the shadow man? Yeah, I I, I think I've seen him before. I remember waking up late at night and coming to the kitchen to like get a glass of water or something and seeing just this really similar super tall dark figure just asleep on the couch always wondering like did my parents invite someone over to stay the night and i didn't know about it yeah just always this man on the couch or 
like pacing the living room super early in the morning. That's really creepy. How old were you when this happened again? Maybe around 11 or 12. But so. your sister didn't turn off the TV, right? No. She wasn't home then. I didn't even know that she was home or when she got home. But But she confirmed she didn't turn off the TV or anything. I was in the living room. I got up and turned it off, walked into the kitchen. It's all open concept. So, like, they're connected. Right. And there was no one in the house and, like, no one was behind me to turn it back on. Ugh. Like, I would have seen that. That's really spooky. Oh, you know what? Actually, we're recording on Halloween. This is the perfect night to be sharing stories. Uh, episode one's off to a good start. I got my Ouija board earrings in. So, yeah, we're all in the vibe right now. My story's a little bit longer, and it's just... This haunts me all the time. I fucking hate this story. Um, but just for some context, I was... Uh, 14 or 15 at the time and I was working at a scout camp as a dishwasher there was a lot of ghost stories on campus which is pretty expected for like a scout camp um, but we had some very strange ones like some pretty dark stories that you know I don't think is normal um, and I have uh, factual evidence that was shown to me to prove that a lot of this stuff was at least based in truth like um, two kids, two boys hung themselves in King Cabin on the top of the hill. And uh, like they closed that area off and like you can't go in anymore. Um, there was lots of other deaths on campus that are just like, you know, all these stories surrounding it. So this one is also based off of a, a true death that happened on campus. So I have a deathly fear of lakes and anything I can't see the bottom of if I know there's a living thing in it I already don't want to dip in but whatever happened this year of my life I just like overcame my fear in the matter of like two weeks and I was like bathing in the lake and swimming in the lake and just going out with my friends and swimming all the time so one night me and my three of my friends decided that we should go to the lake at night and go swim um, and allowed so, or not allowed? Uh, as it turns out, it was not allowed, but we thought it was. We thought it was totally okay. Um, so just for reference, the three friends that were with me are Caden, Xander, and Alex. Um, and they're all just co-workers, right? I haven't met them any day before camp started. So we go to the lake and we're hanging out on the blob. So ours is a little different because we have a blob that's attached to a shoe-shaped uh, inflatable. So if you think of the heel and ankle of the shoe, um, there's like a little rock climbing section up there and then you slide down the shoe and onto the blob, okay. right? That makes sense. So Caden and I were on opposite sides of the rock climbing wall and Xander and Alex were just hanging out on the blob section of the blob. Um, so Another key thing to note is the blob is held at the bottom of the lake with an anchor. And it's like two things of paracord, two things of chains. So it's pretty thick, right? It's not going anywhere. Yeah. So Kate and I just hanging out at the top 
of the rock climbing section, and we hear like a little glug in the water next to us. And I swear to God, it's just this this kid's face, just like just above the surface, and it sinks into the black water. And just my fucking heart was racing. And Caden looks at me and he goes, did you see that? And I said, I don't know what I saw. And um, it was weird. We just hear a big like, like a, another glug right next to us. And everything flipped over. So something under the water broke two things of chains, ripped through two things of paracord, and flipped over the whole blob. So we're all in the water. All of us are falling in. And we're all freaking out. So Caden and I, I'm not really paying attention to the other two. We just swim as fast as we can back to the dock, which is like a backwards L shape into the shore. Right? So okay. um, we get to the dock and we finally get there and we notice that Alex is missing. So Xander, Caden, and I made it to the dock safely, but... The water is just kind of raging, but there's there's no sign that Alex is the cause of any of these splashes or anything. We can't see him anywhere. It's like the longest 30 seconds of my life. And then, you know, right when you thought, like, he's not going to pop up, you hear a <gasps> right behind us. Because this motherfucker swam under the dock to get to shore. Um, we found out later he had a concussion because he swam into the dock, into one of the stilts. But so we we run down the dock and meet him on shore and we drag him back onto land and he's just he's just blabbering about someone dragging him underwater. And he has these three massive gashes on his leg. Um so we we wake up the nurse, camp director Dave, we get him all up and we race him to the nurse's office. Okay. So we're bandaging up his leg and everything, and he's just still, like, in shock. You know, he's just talking about how there was someone down there, and, you know, they, they grabbed his leg, and that's what cut him. And so Camp Director Dave is furious, and he takes us back to his office, which is just, like, down the walkway. Um, and he's scolding the three of us, and he says, I have to show you guys something so you understand what's happening. Um, so we're all still like freaked out. We have no idea what the fuck just happened, but he takes us into the inner office. He pulls out this drawer that had a lock and key and he pulls out this massive ass stack of files. And at the top is this girl who died on a bridge nearby. Right. Um, and that bridge is supposedly haunted, which I can attest to later, but like weird things happen that bridge. And he's going through all these files and it's, it's people that have died on campus, right? The two boys in King's There's Cabin. There's so many. Why do they keep bringing kids back there? I don't know. I don't know. That's a weird thing. There's just a lot They're of... They're part of it. They're a part of it. <laughs> it's all a scheme. Well, then I, I'm lucky to be alive because a lot of weird shit happened that summer. But, you know, very bottom of the pile, he shows us... I'm not going to say this person's name, but he pulled out a file of this of this kid, 13 years old... He was a skinny kid um, that just got bullied all the time Where when he you know, was at school and at home. and So his family was like, let's take him to scout camp and you know, maybe he'll make some new friends there and like, he'll have a good summer. But it turns out he got bullied, bullied a lot 
while he was at camp as well. So this kid tied himself to some cinder blocks at the dock and he drowned himself at the docks. And so it's really weird, this story, because Camp Director Dave made very strange rules on campus, right? So the bridge where the girl died, he says, you guys have heard of the buddy system, so we're going to kind of buff beef it up. And you're going to have three people minimum when you cross that bridge. Which, why would you say that if there's nothing wrong with it, you know? And he would make really weird rules about very specific places. And I guess one of the places was the lake. You cannot go swimming on the lake at night. So we learned that the hard way. And um, this is the worst part of the story is he like gave us the file to look at. And there's the photo of the kid in that file. And Caden and I, I swear to God, it was the, the kid's face was in the water. That was who we saw at the lake. So that story just scares the absolute shit out of me. I can't believe I lived through that. But um, yeah, I mean, Alex got sent home. And from what I know, like I talked to him later, he's healed up fine. But he doesn't want to talk about what happened. So I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of mystery shrouding this one. But that's that my scary, yeah. ghost story. It's like maybe should have told us before there's like vital information yeah exactly that's freaky so i got that one story from reddit because i i figure you know if there's gonna be any good stories online it's got to be on reddit this is about a skinwalker this is a very brief story this is titled my skinwalker run-in context i was 16 at the time this was in massachusetts in late 2019 i was sitting on my roof smoking a cigarette and it was pitch dark this is something I did nightly. My backyard is completely enclosed with fencing and trees. So if an animal enters my property, I'd hear it hop the fence. And I did. Though this sounded a lot bigger. I could hear the clomping of hooves, but the steps were too heavy for an average deer. I got a horrible pit in my stomach. Haunted deer. <laughs> Actually, do you know there is a haunted story of like a deer with no head that runs around and kills people? And it's no. like the stump, the stump of its neck is on fire. Like the headless horseman? Yeah. He, he took the deer's head? It's just on roids. Because <laughs> it doesn't need the man riding him either. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, going back. The side of the roof I was on was right above where this thing was. I turned on my phone flashlight to see if I could catch a glimpse of whatever it is. But shitty iPhone flash only shines two feet in front of you, so I saw nothing. But suddenly... As I shone the light down onto whatever the thing was, it let out the most guttural, blood-curling screech I've ever heard. No animal I've ever heard could make that noise. Could it have maybe been a fat, rabid deer? Sure. But that thing sounded demonic. I freaked the fuck out and hopped back into my room, running downstairs to tell my dad, to which he laughed it off. But I never forgot. The feeling that overcame me, I could feel it staring at me. Never felt so suddenly endangered before. I then later had another incident happen the same year in the same neighborhood. I was walking home from a friend's house and it was getting darker and darker. As I crossed the woods into my neighborhood, I heard something rustle behind me. Emerging from the woods a few feet behind me, the same heavy walking and hooves I heard before. I stopped dead in my tracks. 
I got that same feeling, paralyzed with fear, but my body would not let me turn around to face whatever this thing was. I stood there for a few seconds, feeling its eyes on my back. Then I ran. I ran as fast as I possibly could, hearing the thing chase me a a few blocks and then it stopped. Only then did my mind permit me to turn around and there was nothing but the fear and panic I felt. I wouldn't just feel the same stupid deer or dog that followed me out. This thing wanted me. I'm convinced it was the same thing that visited me in my backyard not too long before. That's it. And so they believe it's the Skinwalker? Well, it's it's titled My Skinwalker Run-In. And honestly, it could be any number of things. You know? But... Maybe it is a zombie moose. Zombie moose? (laughs) Could be. Moose or meese or whatever are pretty, pretty big. They're huge. I don't know. Personally, I would have been exactly in his situation. I would just run as fast as I could. That would be so freaky. They have moose. So maybe it was a moose. Maybe it was just a demonic moose. I don't know. Do moose screech? Okay, this is a moose sound. I'd be pretty scared if I heard that in my backyard. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> on the lookout. Not to belittle this guy's story, but maybe check... Check this episode out and see if if that sounded like what you heard. (laughs) Still pretty scary, though. Yeah, that definitely would scare me, though. Like, even if I knew it was a moose, there's literally a moose out from my head. He's literally (laughs) chasing me down. Uh, We weren't expecting this episode to be insanely long. We just wanted to kind of set this up properly. So thank you guys so much for listening. My name, again, is Shai. And this has been my wife, Emily. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to email us at twistedmanner at gmail.com. If you want to submit stories, you can also DM us at twistedmanner on Instagram. We will accept as many stories as possible. And, uh, yeah, we we are looking forward to reading your stories and seeing what you guys have gone through. So we'll see you guys in the next episode of Twisted Manor.